fabulous. Listening to these beautiful prayers. I had this little vision when Barbara Rose, when you were praying these prayers, because they were such a joy, such a delight that I sensed that uh, parents were having a little picnic with their younger kids and they were out running in the, in the lawn. And just that springtime, that delight that you kind of picture is like, this is worth living for. So your prayers actually gave me a, a vision of what that looked like. And so I just want to say thank you, Barbara Rose. Our presenters is Thomas on. Hi, Padre. Hey, my favorite monk. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and Susan, welcome. Thank you. Oh, I just want to say this another time. I've mentioned this to Susan before, but didn't she do, do an outstanding job last week? Let's give her the praise because incredible work, incredible gift she was. And likewise, tonight, Tom is going to be presenting. It really... Susan, for Spring Delight, as you presented it yesterday, last week, and the big part of that was forgiveness. What do you take away from now a week after presenting? What do you feel about that? Or how have you or your spirit improved in a sense of rising to that occasion? Something really was a great, great gift to speak to the hearts in this community. Mm. So everything that I, the process that I went through over a couple of months of thinking about what I wanted to say and being, being ready, you know, and God put me through the process of showing me things to forgive and what to work on. And then to be able to share my process and my experience and be witnessed in this community that was such a gift and it just, it kind of completed what I had been going through and working mm -hmm. on. Beautiful. And it showed, we got to experience it with you. So Brother Thomas, you're, we're into the second tier of this spring delights. How, where has that taken you personally in your own journey of experiencing life to the fullest? Wow, that's, that's a great question, Padre. We don't have enough time for the real answer. But, <laughs> but, but I would say, I would say that there is something incredibly unique going on that CLM is as a witness to us. And, and it's not just you, Padre. It's not just the bishops. Dana was talking about this recently. It's, it's all of us. It's the spirit of which we come in and it's hard not to want to confess, just to be like, this is where I am. Yeah. And, and, and forgiveness floating on, on Susan's talk from last week, I'm ready to go. Beautiful. Yes. I think we're all in this together and we are also experiencing that. Normally I ask one of our members to open with prayer and I get picked today to be the prayer person. So I'm going to do things a little different, as you well know, my little personality. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for each of you just because you're on this call for a specific reason. And Thomas is going to deliver by the Holy Spirit, the word for you tonight, because I believe it's going to be rich because we're dreaming of a little dream. We're, we're dreaming beyond what we have in our, our midst right now. And that's all about presence. So 
let me open up with prayer for thank you for being on the call thank you for listening to the holy spirit to gather together once again in the spring delight of our world you know great things are happening in our world our inner world and it will manifest in our outer world so as you take each of us by name O lord thy god bless these participants bless their health bless their healings tonight as we behold your glory let your healing balm begin to melt away the hearts as susan prepared the heart last week so this week we just enter into the the mystery of christ i thank you O lord our god for blessing our families our children those that we care for we just allow and all the pets also as we care for those and mother earth thank you O lord our god for great grace i bless each of you in yeshua's name amen so brother thomas take us there tonight thanks padre so i had i had an interesting experience about half an hour before the call tonight, which put me on a little late. I'm a builder and one of my projects kind of blew up. The guys coming in to do the countertops, they made a mistake. And one of my guys signed off on it, which meant that they could leave. And, and my phone was blowing up. As It's funny, I have, I've had caterpillars walking up both my front door and back door this week. So I knew... I knew something was going to happen. And, and I, I've got to come as I am here. I just can't, I can't just go right into my script. I, there's, there's a, a part of this dream where we wake up and it's the same scenario every day. And we have a tendency to kind of have to live with that. And we don't. It's, there's, there's this beautiful piece, Barbaro's handed it to me right before or a few hours ago uh, by Yogananda, it says, never go to bed at night until you have convinced your mind that this world is God's dream. I know I came in as a child and had a true nature. And I don't know, some people consider that something that they're trying to remember, or maybe we're, some of us that use the language born again. But anyway, we're that there's that place that I know I have my true self and I know it because there was a time before I could walk or run or spell that I knew my original or true nature. So I love this and, and challenged by it. And since I first saw it, whatever you pray for, believe you have it and it will be yours. When you pray, you must first forgive. And think about all during your life, the different ways you've wanted things and where you are now on this call and what you want. That forgiveness piece also for me has changed so much. So really banking on all that Susan gave us as a foundation last week. Like I said, the spirit of CLM has a connection to divine presence as a witness to all our healings. At the last spring retreat, 
Bobby said to me in the healing room, all stains out. And I was, I realized the missing piece that I had not completely forgiven myself and allowed myself to go deeper into what is. I'm ready to forgive myself completely. Now, I'm devoted and I am free and I stand before you broken, open and ready. Will you please pray with me and what can come for all of us? Jesus, how do we forgive ourselves completely for things that happened in our past so we no longer live with them now? We are here in your presence to experience that forgiveness now. Heavenly Father, Blessed Mother, Holy Spirit, Jesus, anoint us, authenticate this moment again as a place where we all lay down and forgive ourselves all our past transgressions. All the places we have missed the mark, the places where we have sinned, where we let ourselves down, sons and daughters, let's all come home now. Amen. We want to know and learn from someone who can do what we cannot. With Jesus, that could be our individual calling. It feels like it's mine right now. I want to be saved. I hear Padre say that. I want to know what salvation is. I want that bigger relationship that is so much more than I can comprehend now. I know it's about going deeper, at least for me, into the mysticism of Jesus' teachings. Yet, he will call me, and I don't always listen. I don't always know where he is. I think I am moving forward, and I'm really not. I'm being asked to go deeper, no matter how I may feel at the moment. The other parallel in my life is Dana teaching us to be released, being released and being reborn in the spirit to a new life are the same reflection of an awakened heart. Pretty convincing. You can see why there's been so much time and energy spent on the individual and, and his teachings are sometimes overlooked. So I feel myself in Nicodemus's chair and I feel myself missing it, missing what he's trying to tell me, this man who performs miracles. I'm a little stuck in my head. I want to tell Nicodemus, close your eyes, be still, listen. Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Our spiritual yearning is our intuition about a real reality. Jesus was showing him the kingdom. He pushes on his chest to identify the spirit, the sacred heart. God is spirit, like the wind. So am I listening to the wind? Am I watching the treetops move? Or am I thinking of other things again? 
that Eastern Christian beliefs are that spirit created matter and the Western Christian beliefs and science believe that matter created spirit. During my baptism in 2017, I felt a rebirth of spirit. I also felt a dynamic shift in my body. May I ask you a question, Susan? Susan, how would you experience sitting across from Jesus as Nicodemus did? That is quite a question, Thomas. To think about having a face-to-face conversation with this flesh and blood human Jesus, that's, an, that's just extraordinary. And I, I want to you know, put myself in Nicodemus' shoes as, as well as I can. So I think about his background. I mean, who, what, what he's doing in his life. And he's a Pharisee. So he's a, he's a scholar, very mentally, intellectually focused. And he was a, a scholar of the Jewish law. That's what the Pharisees, their job was to uphold and interpret the laws and traditions. I, in my mind, I think of them a lot like the Supreme Court, our Supreme Court. They get together, they meet, they discuss, they argue. They have different perspectives on lots of things, different politics, different ways of looking at things. Nicodemus, to me, he's the liberal on the court. You know, he's, he's the questioner. He comes really with an open mind to look and to question. That's how he comes to Jesus. He, he knows that the healings that he's been seeing and hearing about and the miracles, he knows that these have to come from God. They're way beyond human capabilities. And yet I get the feeling that the moment when Nicodemus comes face to face with Jesus, there's a certain place in him where the truth that he's seeing has not yet been really real to him. And that's, that's why I give him credit for coming and asking the, Jesus for this meeting. But when he's there face to face and experiencing Jesus, that's when he can't, he can't anymore have it be an intellectual pursuit. He can't say, I believe that you're God. He's, he's, he's confronted by the reality that this man is God. And that's why he gets down on his knees. We see it just a little bit later in the, in the scene. And at that moment, I think he's just fully in his truth. He can't think about it anymore. His brain's fried. He can't handle anything more emotionally. But the, the actual genuine action for him is to just be on his knees, acknowledging that he's in that presence. And putting myself in his shoes, I don't think his life would ever be the same again. Beautiful. Padre, may I ask you a question? Yes, you may. (laughs) So this is a very different question. And it's directed more to what Yeshua, Jesus was pointing at. In the gospel, in the Gnostic gospel of Philip, it says, it is not possible for anyone to see anything of the things that actually exist unless he becomes like them. You saw the spirit, you became spirit. Padre, how do you experience this? Well, the, probably the best word to describe is experience it. And 
Nicodemus, Jesus' words to Nicodemus, unless you become born again of water and spirit, there's two different qualities, two levels of understanding. One said, okay, now you have the capacity too with the water baptism, but then the fire of God, the love of God that will like open up our eyes, open up our hearts to see clearly being born again. And I'm sure most of the people on this teleclass has had experienced some part of that in a sense, but being in ministry 40 years, I've experienced a lot and I want to continue the experience more, but it's my, it's the relationship. Nicodemus sitting next to Jesus. And it's like, don't we all want that? It's like, we have a thousand questions and you're right, Thomas, Nicodemus, I think you two are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was watching, I go, that's Thomas, that's Thomas. <laughs> you're the speaker. You're the one that you want to get to the root of that. And I believe we all do, especially if we're in need of prayer, there, it, we, we need a solution to, then we decide to go deeper. But what Jesus was saying, it's a lifestyle. It's a, a presence that takes you and walks with you. And that is like, we all have a guardian angel, but how many of us recognize that angel doing his, her work for you? So there is a quality that I think each of us want to tap into tonight, especially during your talk, but also during the prayer time that we're being beckoned into another state of grace, call it Christ consciousness. It can be many different names, but I believe we're all being called. And so I believe we're also going to have these beautiful encounters with Christ because ultimately that's what I live for. And Thomas, you read my mind this morning because one of my questions to God was about, am I saved? What is salvation to me? He's reading spirit. Now that's spirit because it's, we didn't talk, but he picked up during my prayer time, the whole thing. Am I saved? Am I healed? What can I do differently in order to become closer to God or Jesus? He says, just be with me. So thank you for asking that question, Thomas. Yeah. Thank you, Padre. That was great. Here's the big guy. <laughs> I've been looking at this for years. I don't know why I like it because it always feels very personal. <laughs> anyway, I'm challenged with allowing when in meditation and contemplation, it just happens. I'm sitting, I'm quiet. I allow Holy Spirit and divine guidance to hold me. And I find that place of intention, stillness and listening happening simultaneously. After meditation, I start my day and go to work building homes and all the other interests I have. And I often lose my connection. I lose my connection during the day and experience different levels of suffering. In one of my classes recently, Plum and said, when you know how to suffer, you won't suffer. That moved me. There's the big Buddha. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Back in October, I had an accident, horseback riding. Didn't seem like a bad accident. And, and, but a few days later, I had a bacterial infection in my, it showed up in my clavicle. A few weeks later, I was in the hospital on IV antibiotics. But before the doctors had figured out what was happening, 
in the first few days, I was without proper pain medication. I was trying to manage the pain myself with my will and my inner tools. I now understand how I was manifesting my suffering and then transformed it, just like when we allow our awareness to perceive another reality. I had an evening where I was out of my mind with pain, never experienced anything like it. My son, Will, was with me. I called, I called everybody, but I caught Ryan on the phone and he started saying all the things that he knew about me that I'm grateful for. And we did that together for maybe 30 minutes. Uh, very emotional, but it, it, it started something and then something happened. All of a sudden, the pain was like 70% gone. And this was on a scale of transformation that I'd never personally experienced before. And I was reminded recently, I, I was I, talking to Ryan about how when Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes, the, uh, several of the gospel accounts talk about him breaking the bread or holding the baskets up, but they all say he gave a simple prayer of thanks. I'm I don't know how to give words to that peace, but something broke and was revealed in me at that moment when I allow my awareness to perceive more. What is revealed is always different. I allow myself to expand. It's like uh, I can't step in the same river twice. I am a channel of unbounded life, overflowing prosperity, and infinite love. Dana had that in, on a slide in class recently, and I photocopied it right away and put it on my wall next to my bed. I don't ever want to forget this. All of us have a purpose here, and that purpose is being asked to be in our awareness. I believe that is what Jesus is asking. Dana has said many times that we are infinite beings and that miracles need a vehicle. They need us to keep connecting to God and our divine guides. The experience of intention, stillness, and listening is how we get to see the truth of what is. What I am learning, what is hard for me, is to stop going back to my old ways of devotion I need to leave my comfortable space and allow divine guidance to lead me. This place where I experience the flow of my creations faster. There are old traditions I grew up with, which are comforting, and I'm being asked to leave them, to step in a new place with Holy Spirit that feels neutral, in meditation, it's easy to let go and see what shows up. This subtlety and allowing is very different from, from me trying to create something with my will. The essence of FSD training is co-creation. If I allow, help shows up. And there are new fruits, not old ones. The flow is the intention. Just like in the Taoist tradition, they speak of the way 
the way is what cannot be described. I believe that is how Jesus is showing us the kingdom, the source of all things. And it is experiential, as Padre said. I shall give you what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no hand has touched, and what has never occurred to human mind. One of my favorite stories is the road to Emmaus. Most of you, if not all of you, know this story, but for those of you who don't, there are two disciples that are leaving. They've left Jerusalem. They're about seven miles outside of Jerusalem, and they're they're nervous because the Roman soldiers were looking for followers. It's three days after the crucifixion, and they've left town. And somebody shows up and starts walking with them, and it's Jesus, but they can't see him. And he asks, what are you talking about? And they kind of make fun of him a little bit. How could you, you must be the only one who doesn't know about Jesus, who was, was crucified by our our leaders and our, the, actually the Pharisees as well. And they said to him, we were hoping he was going to save Israel. And at that point, Jesus, he says, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and the prophets, and he expounded the scriptures to them. They still didn't know who he was. And they walked on and got late. And there was an inn, and Jesus was acting like he was going to keep walking. But they brought him back, these two disciples. They said, stay with us tonight. It's late. And so they get to a table, and they're about to have some, something to eat. And this is what is written. Now it came to pass. As he sat at the table with them, and he took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. How many times have you been on the road to Emmaus? How many times have you experienced being with divine presence and pulled away from them because the dynamic universe that is going on within you is not the primary focus? They walked with Jesus. They knew Jesus and spent time with him. Here he is in a different dimension, and they don't recognize him. It wasn't until the breaking of the bread that they realized who he was. Look at our lives today and who we are, who we could run into. Are we seeing their spirit, who they are and who they are created for? It's the same with us when we look into the mirror or go into meditation of who we are. Do we recognize the heart of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit within us? It is here that we fine-tune ourselves. I believe we can become that invisible person or walk in the light, so light, that we heal the sick with our shadows. There is an uncovering that is going on here. The road to Emmaus has those qualities that Jesus left us to encounter every day. It's walking. It's being with. This, to me, is the divine gift. 
when we aspire to enter that true world and leave this world of mere appearance. This is the mark of nearness to the status of the sons of God. That is the gift Jesus offers his disciples that comes to us when we are born into the real world of God. Thomas, with that worship, (coughs) excuse me, what does that do for you? (laughs) A lot. I feel redemption. I feel, I mentioned at the beginning of my talk that that dream where we wake up and it's always the same scenario, it breaks it. Mm. Wow. I love that. Tying back in what you said, and, and it also looped together Susan's talk last week on forgiveness. It's a beautiful song, but brought everything together, at least in my world. I can get carried away of worship, as most people would know. And there's that connection. But to me, it's like on the road to Emmaus. Yeshua, he was there, but then they would recognize him. Then he left. So then they said, was that real? Was it not real? Begs the question, who is Yeshua to you? Have you had that encounter with Jesus? I believe everyone can. I really do. Because if we're born of water, we can be born of the spirit. So it's an open invitation for each of you to draw in as we pray for one another tonight too. So Susan, what, what did you feel about that? I loved it. I, I, I feel that holy water. Mm. Kind of like when you go to the casa and they go under the waterfall. Yes. And, yes. It, and it cleans you body and soul. And that, that's what I felt in that song. Wow. That's beautiful. And that song had many characteristics or pictures, picture forms. So, and I'm a picture person. Hi, Paul. I like you, you know. <laughs> but there's that, the mystery is unfolded. I think as we worship, as we forgive, as we receive the water baptism, but also that born again, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Because there is a, an acknowledgement of who we are and Let's face it, if we can humble ourselves, I have to say ourselves because other people can position us to be humble. But if we choose to humble ourselves in, in any event or in a relationship, it's, to me, that's we're emptying then to be filled again. Just as each of you had prayer requests, we see them every evening coming into our website. You know, and our community prays every evening for those prayers, but they're as a participant, we write them down, we let them go, we empty ourselves, we place it on the altar, then for the Holy Spirit to take to the throne of grace. So it's that separation of, but also of entering into this portal. The, um, the mystery that Nicodemus was trying to understand, what tonight are you trying to understand? What mystery, what experience Maybe you've never asked that question of yourself ever, but there's a mystery that wants to unfold and we can begin to read hearts in this. Maybe it's the going deeper with God, maybe experiencing God for the first time. Maybe it's to hear a whisper, someone talking with you, the angels, the saints, the sages, the light beings. There's a quality that I can feel this cloud of witnesses gathering 
Hopefully you do too. They're beckoning. I can just see Jesus says, okay, angels, it's time now. Get ready. They're going to pray. You know, all these people's on the call. You heard them, their names. So there's no confusion there. And each one's assigned one, two, three, maybe a legion of angels to answer your prayer tonight. And to me, that's a gathering. That's, that's the joy of connecting in the spirit. I'm going to ask this question both from Thomas and Susan, but I want to be cautious of the time. In the same way, Susan, you had this, you played Nicodemus' role. So what did you feel with Jesus? So on the road to Emmaus, a lot of times the chatter that you and I, everyone gets caught up in, not recognizing presence. And I think Thomas used that in his talk, that what would, what would be a desire of yours to be aware, maybe even tomorrow? How would you position yourself to be aware tomorrow of who's walking with you? I've been working on this one. So it's really, it's about, for me right now, it's the listening and it's finally sinking in after you hearing us, after hearing you Padre tell us so many times to listen mm. is to obey. And, and so for me, it's just, it's kind of just making it a very fat, what I'm praying for is making it a really fast connection, hear mm. and obey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Thomas, I have to say kudos to you is because you had a challenge in the, uh, before our Zoom call with your company, but you still showed up present. You didn't show up scattered. And I just want to recognize in that. To, that's to me is your prayer life. That's to me is your anchoring. And like all of us, yes, we can. Um, <laughs> people know, especially on our Zoom, preparing our speakers, myself included, something might, a button might be on or on or off, it just kind of throws you. But how do you get back to center? So Thomas, your, your presentation was wonderful tonight. But what do you prepare for tomorrow of how to, like on the road to Emmaus, be aware of who's going to be walking with you? So, so many things, I guess, Padre, but there was a slide about discernment from a past Zoom call that, that that came up, I, I took a picture of it and, and it came up when I was looking at things a few days ago. And, and that discernment for me is, is making a decision about where I'm focusing mm -hmm. and focusing on the one I want to walk with. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's a busy time in my life right now. I'm, I have a lot of projects going on and, and, I know it won't always be this way. And it's a kind of a fundamental thing that happens when Ryan and I were talking about when we do these Zoom calls that to prepare for it, it prepares us for something. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I, sometimes it's easy to find words to convey that. And sometimes it's just an experience that, that I'm hoping gets transmitted some way, <laughs> but I, I'm having this amazing relationship with divine guidance and Jesus is one of them. And so for me, it's just like discerning where I'm putting my attention. Mm, wow. I really want to, I call it set a tone as we pray, but yet 
also set a tone for tomorrow for everyone. We can do this together. Um, divine grace showing up, but it's literally we emptying ourselves, gazing up as Jesus says, and look up to the Father, the divine presence, and acknowledge that I need your help today. You are my help today. You are my source today. It's in those those decrees, helps, tools that we can actually set a tone. And I always say I put my needs on the altar because we all have we kind of have a plan of what today's going to be tomorrow's going to be but we need to surrender that plan we have it but surrender that and it's amazing how the miracle shows up and the time and the quality that we never thought would be possible was made possible just because now we're as susan would say we're obey we're listening to the next step in your day the angel says, check, I got that one over here. I got that one taken care of. You don't have to worry about that. And the flow just happens. And that's what I want for each of you in your own prayer time tomorrow, in this week, this weekend, next week. You know, let's just set a tone on, and be aware of grace that's going to follow you. And with that, let's begin the prayers. I'm going to have Susan Wallace start, Reverend Susan Wallace, and then Monk Thomas, <laughs> and then I'll follow with that. But as each one prepares their own hearts, we can tap our hand on our hearts to connect with the prayers being said, but also the receiving of the healing for these prayers. So beloved Susan, please. Holy Spirit and Holy Spirits, beloved Jesus, all of our guides and helpers and saints and angels that are with each one of us. We thank you for the way that our hearts have been touched tonight. We thank you for how all that Thomas shared has opened us up to know you and receive you and be more and more open to your love and your guidance. We present ourselves to you as vessels. Fill us up with your holy water. Let us let that be our essence so that we can carry it forward in our lives. Let the presence that you put within each of us not only bless ourselves, but our families, the people we work with, the people we know, as well as the strangers that we encounter. Let us be your blessing in the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Feeling those prayers tonight. Thank you, Susan. How about you, Brother Thomas? Holy Mother, Holy Father, Mary, Yeshua, I feel you with us. Ron Roth, thank you for bringing all of us into this lineage. Padre Pio, thank you for all you do for this, for our awakening here. All the healing guides, all the healing entities, be with all of the seal and families tonight and our loved ones. Help us to all realize how we can enter in deeper, be grateful, and let go of our suffering. Help us to start tomorrow 
setting aside our limiting beliefs and coming directly to you. Divine parents, show us how to stay focused. Show us how to be in light. Thank you, God, for this amazing grace and for this community. Amen. Amen. Such sweet prayers, both from Susan and from Thomas. There's an essence surrounding us. Just want to call it tap into that grace. Maybe if it's foreign to you or you're not feeling anything, it's okay too because presence is here. But just we just want Yeshua to walk alongside of you tonight, tomorrow, next week, and that you become aware of that supernatural grace that's always available to us. So let's just say, come Holy Spirit. You're welcome in these homes, in their hearts, in their families, in their children, in their workplace, in their neighborhood, in our country, in this entire world and universe. Let the drawing of the Spirit begin to tug on our hearts. I just say, let the fire begin. I really sense fire from my hands now, just going forth and starting a flame. And that fire is a passion, a passion for the love of our Creator and all those around us, because we're going to become lovers. I thank you, O Lord, our God, um, set a flame once again. Stir up the gifts, Holy Spirit. Stir up the wisdom. Stir up the, the passion. Set a flame marriages once again. Burn away which is binding them and set them free to see what's in front of them, the beauty, the love that was created in all of creation, in all of relationships. I also sense the for the back problems, people who have back problems, whether it's lower or in the spine, come Holy Spirit, let your fire now, let your fire now begin to burn, strip, heal and restore, strengthen the ligaments, the vertebrae, the discs, come Holy Spirit, just divine grace. It just sounds like, like a piano going up and down the spine. There's just a movement of the spirit there healing of cancer, or if you have an appointment to see if it's cancer, I break that fear in the name of Jesus. And anyone on who's on chemo, let the, the love of God, the, the blessings of God, just take over that instrument in a sense, the flow, because the flow is of the spirit, just bringing into your bodies, healing, reconciliation, and divine purpose and strength and the white blood cells and the red blood cells continue to multiply and grow, strengthen and renew these bodies to its perfect perfection. But also with that comes the divine love of God, which is being born again in the spirit. Anyone who has a doctor's appointment coming up, whether it's for yourself, for your family member or children, we're just releasing the ministering angels now to walk with you. And you'll get to experience that cloud of witnesses that has always been there, but maybe showed up for the first time that you're aware of. And he actually speaks through the doctor. Great news 
for each of you. Headaches, migraine headaches. Just release Holy Spirit now. Any chaos, any stress in their families, and even in the, I call it the DNA of the body, just assimilate it so divine grace, divine reliefs can happen. Also in the thyroid, just allow grace now to bring it a clarity, a purification. So, and I just sense a, a heat going through there. Come Holy Spirit, just set them free, set them free. And low blood pressure, high blood pressure. We're just going to speak the peace of God, Yeshua, to rest now on their shoulders, on their muscles, on their belief system, that all stress goes. But the very essence of Yeshua, his peace that passes all understanding, accumulates into divine expression. Then also the heart area. Come, kingdom of God. We surrender our lives. We surrender our purpose for that divine purpose. Let us dream the dream of who you are and who we are becoming. And I bless you as your padre. May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious towards you and grant you peace, shalom, in all areas of your life. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. It is so. Well, know we are praying daily for each of you, and next week we'll have, ta-da, me. (laughs) 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 The blessing. So, and thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for our team and all the preparations that came in. Thank you, Thomas, for outstanding presentation and our beautiful assistant, Susan. We're a great team. We love you all. Have a great evening. God bless.